0: podcast on the net with more hot dude on dude on dude on dude movie talk action than when the village people guest hosted on Siskel and Ebert with Kelly McGillis (laughs) (laughs) let's go around the Skype room and sound off like you got a pair I'm Eric Warner
1: I'm Eugene Weaver I'm Ty Mullet and I'm Stephen Miller
0: that's right this is part two of a Megapod movie extravaganza podcast Uh, Part one is available over on Cinema Sidekicks. You need to get over there and listen to part one before you jump into this, what is sure to be an awesome part two. Um, First off, we're going to wrap up the 2014 Fantasy Movie League. So, I have not been keeping track of the numbers for the last few weeks because I am bitter and hate doing math. (laughs) (laughs) We knew who the winner was very early on. And it is Mr. John Gross, a round of applause. Good job, John. Second year in the league, and he won. I would like to give a kudos to Eugene Weaver. First year, rookie year, and he came in second. Um, I managed to squeak my little ass into third, but that's (laughs) not fair nor there. Uh, How did it go on your guys' side?
2: Um, well, we'll start from the bottom and work our way up. In, in fourth, or in fourth place, in last place, <laughs> we had uh, Jeremy Ruth, who was a rookie this year, but he came in with three hundred eighty-one point seven million dollars. In fifth place, we had our very own sound Ditter. Say hi, sound Dieter. Hi. <laughs> with four hundred ninety-two point six million dollars. In fourth place, Ty had. million. In third place was one of my brothers, Nate. He had $720.2 million. Uh, Second place, another one of my brothers, uh, Lonnie, had $837.8 million. And someone by the name of me came in first place (laughs) with $1 billion. Fourteen One million eight hundred thousand wow. $1 dollars. One billion dollars. <laughs> <One billion. laughs> so it was a good year. It was a good year. So it
0: was a good year, and I think that our uh, the rules that you mostly come up with uh, completely gelled this year, made everything yeah. feel very even and fair. Even though Johnny Depp completely boned me for the <laughs> lose, but. Thanks a lot for that, Mr. Dub. Anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just um, on top of that, real quick, I think that we do finally have pretty much all the rules in place. Like, this year there was no issues that we had to kind of come up with rules on the fly. I think we pretty much have everything in place now going forward. I
0: completely agree. I couldn't think of anything else to really add.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Alright. Um, now, last, in the first half of this pod, Megapod, we were talking about war movies, particularly Full Metal Jacket, and that Um, spurned us to uh, make another list, because we make lists, and uh, we're going to talk about our top three personal favorite uh, war movies, and maybe throw in some of our worst. Um, So, I have a top three here for the best, and I actually have two for the worst. Do you guys have about about the same? You have three for the best? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll just go around the Skype room with our Number three number three I have schindler's list absolutely fantastic film, but completely gut wrenching it, it is one of those movies that you we call Eugene and I call a ten year movie that is you don't yeah. really watch that any more than once every ten years yeah. even though it's one of the best movies that's ever been made
1: yeah 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 i would uh, uh, that's just that's funny that you say that number three is schindler's list for me um and it is it's uh, honestly, of all the movies, uh, of the other other two that you know that are, are are better, I would say that Schindler's List, from a technical standpoint, is the best of of the list. However, it's one that I've watched twice now since it was released, and it is it's a perfect score. But I probably won't watch that again for probably another five ten years at least.
0: It's same here. All of my top three here, they're all tens. Ten, 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 easily. Yeah there it's just splitting hairs on I only give one a bump over the other because I can watch it more often a uh, nice. cinema sidekicks are at number three Okay.
2: I I wasn't sure if I should put Schindler's List on my list cause I don't know if I consider a war movie or not <laughs> okay.
0: but now wait before you it's... go any further
2: in researching
0: this topic I have come up with a list of honorable mentions for war movies, and let me tell you, they are frisky with their definition of war movies on Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. So when we <laughs> wrap this up, I'm going to go through an honorable mentions list. It's ridiculous, but I mean, they like Forrest Gump. That's a war movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anything that revolved had any touch of a battle, they included. Yeah. So I made a list of those, but I, I so I leave it completely to your discretion. If it's
2: yeah. whatever it's so fine. for that very reason I'm not gonna include it but I mean the greatness of that movie is undeniable so um and this is a almost impossible list to put together but I this is kind of probably gonna be a little bit of an unpopular pick because I don't think you liked it very much Eric but I'm gonna put uh, number three the hurt locker at number three if uh, if I may. that's fine. Yeah, no, no, I, I, th- I, I think it's the best you know war movie you know on the whole recent war on terror and everything. I think it's the best one that's been made by far, not even close. So, uh, I'm going to put that one at number three, I suppose. Okay. Trust me, when
0: I in researching this, when I came across the ones that I hated, Hurt Locker is a masterpiece, and I didn't hmm. even like that movie compared yeah. to the ones that I have. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ty. Okay. okay well. When I think of a, a war movie, this is actually like a—it's a little bit different spin on oh, just a you know human war. It's it's actually Edge of Tomorrow because it's a oh, it's about a war. So it's a hmm, fi- fictional war,
0: but that's okay.
3: Fictional war, yeah. I was gonna say it's it's not really like realistic, so.
0: I don't know. I think it was Bottom line is you need to see more movies, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'll
0: accept that pick because it's a great movie. It,
1: it is, is a great movie. Is.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, movie. that wraps up number three. Number two, I have Full Metal Jacket, a movie we discussed in depth in part one. So go back and listen to that if you want our thoughts on it. Eugene.
1: Uh, for the second best war movie of all time, uh, my uh, my pick is Saving Private Ryan.
0: Totally fair, another
1: uh, 10. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I can watch that a little bit easier than something like Schindler's List, however, it is still uh, just beyond brutal, and it's so well made. Uh, I, I love the movie, love the movie, and the Blu-ray release of it is just, it's earth-shattering with the sound quality and the picture quality, and... Uh, it still holds up. Uh, that movie was probably the most robbed movie of any movie I can remember for Best Picture nomination at the Oscars that year because I believe it lost to Shakespeare in Love, which was not a horrible movie by any chance, but come on. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, but Private Ryan is my second choice.
2: Uh, my number two, um, I just kind of want to throw in a disclaimer. I love, uh, you know, we talked about Full Metal Jacket. I love that movie. And on repeat, repeat, repeat viewings, I could see that coming in at maybe number two or number three down the line. But uh, currently, I think I'm going to have to put Apocalypse Now at number two on my list.
3: Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, Full Metal Mm. Jacket's definitely up there. But I I really like Braveheart. Braveheart's got to be on there. So Mm -hmm. it's epic.
0: Yep, I agree. And uh, even though, again, you've picked a movie based on semi-fictional material, but that's okay.
2: (laughs) Right. <laughs> uh,
0: those were those uh, battles did actually happen and did exist. It just their time and place were all shifted around in that movie, but that's okay. Um, okay, number ones. Number one for me, and this one is easy. I've talked about it many times. Apocalypse Now. I absolutely love that movie. That is mm-hmm. easily my number one. I think it has captu- captured captured uh, the Vietnam War. Uh, better than any other movie by far. I know a lot of people love that Oliver Stone movie, I, which I don't really care for, but uh, I, I just think Apocalypse Now grabbed it. And speaking of uh, Eugene Saving Private Ryan getting burned, Apocalypse Now was nominated for Best mm. Picture and lost to Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that just, uh, uh, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> but, you know, yeah. again, uh, that goes back to what I always say about the Oscars. They should be uh, set 10 years after the movies that are released. Like the, yeah. the, they should be picking them for, because you look at them in retrospective, yeah. in retrospect, and yeah. it, it just you can see the ones that stand the test of time. Whereas you know a lot of they do a lot of Oscar baiting right at the end of the year, and then you it's real quick under your head. What's the best picture of the year? And you're like, uh, Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> yeah. At a time yeah, I agree. when the Vietnam War is extremely unpopular, nobody even wants to yes. touch that movie. Yeah um eugene number
1: one um well and again i there no disrespect to to apocalypse now and there's there's other movies uh the mel gibson war movie was fantastic uh, uh it was really depressing but uh, what the was it Patriot? Called? Uh, no no
3: no no no, no. no, no. Oh, oh, um, oh i'm sorry we are soldiers we're we, we, were, we were soldiers, soldiers. Yeah. We were soldiers yes we, yeah. uh, and
1: that's a great movie i it's it's really heavy but um but my number one war movie of all time is full metal jacket mm-hmm. uh without a doubt without a doubt i mean it's Gun to the head—it's that's an easy that's an easy one for me. And again, like like Eric said, we discussed that in depth on uh, Cinema Sidekicks show. So um, you can hear my comments on that over there.
2: Um, for my number one, uh, Eugene, you had already mentioned it. It's for me personally. It's got to be Saving Private Ryan. That that opening scene when they storm the beach. I mean, I don't know if there's been you know a better you know just. A scene of a war ever put on film for my money and it's amazing so saving private ryan is my number one
3: okay so for me i've since i've seen like five war movies actually war movies in general aren't my you know cup of tea whatever that's okay but this movie i absolutely love inglorious bastards Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> that's on my honorable mentions list. I love that movie. <laughs> again, yeah, Ty me too. picks three movies that are not based in any sort of fact,
3: but that's I know. fine.
0: That's just okay. Just got okay. a theme Sorry. here. <laughs> that's all right. That's great. Okay, I'm going to run down this list of honorable mentions um, real quick. Uh, Troy, the director's cut. If mm. That is a serious movie. The theatrical cut, not so much. That was just whatever. Uh, 300, Kingdom of Heaven, again, director's cut, amazing. Braveheart, Master and Commander, Lawrence of Arabia, Pan's Labyrinth, Band of Brothers, Bridge on the River Kwai, Casablanca, Grave of the Fireflies, the only animated film that can make you cry. Um... The Great Escape and Glorious Bastards, Saving Private Ryan. Enemy at the Gates. I absolutely love that movie. The Third Man. That was based around wartime stuff. Mm-hmm. Dr. Strangelove. Another Kubrick masterpiece.
1: Oh, Hunt for Red yeah. October.
0: Yep. That's Cold War. That still technically counts. The Deer Hunter. Holy crap. Another masterpiece. Uh, Tigerland. In, mm. in the best movie. Schumacher film, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Bloody Sunday <clears throat> is based around the. Um, uh, st- uh, Ireland and that whole stuff that's constantly going on. Three Kings uh, and Body of Lies. Ridley Scott, mm. underrated film. I, I really, that, really like that film.
1: And has anybody seen the movie? Uh, Sir, I think I, I think it's called Circle of Iron. It was made in the seventies, and supposedly it's uh, the reviews are like, "Oh, this is this is the closest thing you're going to get to Saving Private Ryan." And I'm like, "What? Really? Is that, is that of, uh, was that a Bruce Lee written movie?" No, Circle of, I don't, no, 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 not that one, okay. no, that's, <laughs> not that. Because that was a piece of crap. <laughs> and for, yeah, and for this, I may have got the title wrong, but it, I did a search on IMDb and it gets all sorts of huge thumbs up, in fact, someone, someone should real quick check here, but I, I thought it was called Circle of Iron.
0: No, I, um, I'm completely unfamiliar with that, and I'm very happy that no, uh, none of the Dukes war movies came up, because those have mostly been all crap in my opinion. Of the yeah, no, I'm saying. wrong.
1: It's, it's. I'm sorry. It's not called Circle of Iron. Um, but Circle of Iron would fit perfectly onto Movie Freaks show because uh, <laughs> that thing is uh, that thing is bonkers. But it, there's a, there's a I I I apologize. I don't have the name of it. But <clears throat> but there is a war movie from the '70s that that uh, supposedly is some very similar to Private Ryan. But cool. I don't know what it's called well, right now. Uh, when you iron, find it, maybe it's the iron, maybe it's the Iron Cross. Oh, that, that sounds familiar. Does that ring
0: a bell? Yeah, that rings a bell. Well. Let us know when you find out. Okay. okay. Um The worst. I want to touch on the worst, because I have two here. they actually tied for movies I hate so much. <laughs> I, I make me want to uh, commit violence. Um, from 1994, Legends of the Fall, a very much loved film, where Brad Pitt, who, with his flowing locks, goes off to war with the Canadian Mounties or some bullshit. I freaking hate <laughs> that movie. Um, and... The other one, and this gets number one for me worst war semi related movie of all time 2002 The Four Feathers. Four Feathers? (laughs) And me and Eugene have a a lot of (laughs) memories about that movie because we went and saw it with a group of people in the theater, and we were making fun of it so bad that at one point I had to leave the because i was laughing so hard at what was happening on the screen we hated it and the people we were with were just like go away because some of them were liking it (laughs) and you know we were going this is this is just horrible anyway
1: yeah uh okay for me well first of all just to wrap up that rabbit trail that i went down cross of iron is what the movie was called that i was talking to 1977 uh directed by sam uh Peck and Paw. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, and it gets all sorts of of great reviews. So anyway, there's there's that. Okay. Getting that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, my the, my two least favorites. Um, <clears throat> I, I might I, I might get some flack for the first one. No pun intended. Uh, is Pearl Harbor.
0: Oh <laughs> no, you won't get any flack yeah. for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It
2: was on yeah. my yeah.
1: list. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> but it, it just. It's, it's all big budget Hollywood fluff, and it just, I, for, for as good of uh, f- filming uh, the, the actual battle, it was a mess of bad acting and just, I hate it. I believe it. Michael Bay made that one. Yes, he <laughs> did. Yes. There yeah. you go. Enough um, said. <laughs> and the, the only other one that I have here, and this one here, I can't imagine. But, Eric, you may have watched this, and that's Huey Bowles Tunnel Rats.
0: Uh, I started it let's put it that way, yeah. That, uh, yeah. enough, yeah,
1: and we're not going to waste any more of this show on that movie because we don't we don't have the time to waste it on that movie, well, that so movie. moving on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my biggest uh, or worst of one would uh with uh, pearl harbor i kind of agree with you on that one and more recently i it's not that i hated the movie necessarily but monuments men did you guys see monuments men i haven't seen that one yet i, haven't. I was just oh, was i was it? just very let down with i was <clears throat> just very let down with it again it's not really like a war movie i mean it obviously takes place around a war but i was just kind of let down with it but i mean, i think the worst of you know like like you said uh, pearl harbor but um that's kind of the, my worst one I have there, so... Uh,
3: well, you know, I can't believe I forgot this, but I I think hundred's a fantastic movie, so I have to give that an honorable mention. But anyways, uh, probably... Well, obviously, Pearl Harbor's on that list, is you know, terrible. But uh, a movie called Stop Loss, I watched it. It's just... It's not good at all. Don't waste your time watching it. So that's got to be on my worst of <laughs> Oh, that one
0: got some good high praise. I, I never bothered to watch it, because, but... Uh, yeah
3: it's yeah it's really not it's pretty blah <laughs> <laughs> um going back to
2: stanley kubrick have you guys seen paths of glory i have yes. not oh, yes. but yes. how yes. is that one it's one that I've, i should have watched by now but i haven't again it's it's a good movie
0: i i i really i mean i enjoyed it it's very well made um i think eugene liked it a little better than i did uh but then again he loves kubrick because he hasn't seen Barry yeah. London. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Stephen, I think you would really like it. It it, it deals yeah. with some very heavy issues, especially uh, for that time, mm-hmm. which is w- w- the most impressive thing about it. The issues that it brings up, yeah, um, yeah. again dealing with things in their context of their era of when they're released.
2: And yeah. also, just real quick, um, some of your honor- honorable mentions that you had, like the Bridge on the River Qua- Qua- uh Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Doctor Strangelove. I mean. I just want to make sure those are awesome movies, but again, I don't really think of them as war movies. You know, I, I That's the only reason either, they're not on to list. I'm
0: telling so. you, this list yeah. that I was looking at on Wikipedia, man, they include. I, I yeah. went through ten thousand movies. I mean, they, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But if you, wow. uh, the ones that I added were ones that I considered, um, arguably could be considered war movies because though, you know, Bridge on the River Quiet, they deal with a war setting. There's a yeah. war going on in yeah. the background. You know this. So I, I figured. If I added them to the list, I figured, you know what? I could hear the argument that that's a technically Definitely. a war movie. Yeah.
1: yeah, Have you guys? Have anybody? Any of you watched uh, the movie Downfall? Uh, it's, been, it's it's, one, it's been in
0: my queue forever. I haven't. Watched.
1: I watched *Deadfall*. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. This is the this is the last days of Adolf Hitler's life when he was in the bunker, and it's as uh, supposedly as true to life as what really happened when he was in the bunker and when the the forces were closing in on him and just how that went down. It is a great movie, but it's one of those where I've only watched it once because it's it's not an easy watch um and it's it, all of it was in german if i remember correctly but big thumbs up uh big big well, that thumbs was just 04. That got great reviews here too just yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's been in, okay. uh, is it still on netflix i know it was for a time uh i don't know if it's still on netflix
1: but yeah uh, i'm not sure uh, uh, it was
0: one that it, was hard for me to click on because it's got like uh hitler there on the cover and swastikas and you know <laughs> this going on and you're going okay well i'm in the mood for a happy movie let's watch that <laughs> So I haven't got around... To, even though it's gotten great reviews, I'm like, ah, this is going to be depressing. Um, so I haven't got around to watching it, but yeah, I have heard many great things about it. Yeah. Okay, if anybody has anything to add to our war segment, continuation from the previous pod. No? No? no, nope. nope. A lot nope. of nothing. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the next segment. Our movie picks of the week, and this week we have altered them for picking movies for the cinema sidekicks. That is, me and Eugene are picking movies we think you guys should watch. And originally, when we started this off, I said, okay, let's, let's find some really underseen gems. Let's grab something on Netflix that we know these guys haven't seen, and let's make them watch it, like our movie roulette, but... I got this one that I really want you to watch and it just so happens it's not on Netflix. But it mm. is available on Amazon and Vudu for the low rental price of about two ninety nine. Right, so okay. I think that you should check it out. My pick, uh, especially for Steven, this is from 1993 and it's called Romeo is Bleeding. And I went to go find some good um, Rotten Tomatoes reviews, blurbs. Turns out most people hate this movie, except for me. <laughs> this, uh, again, from 93, it, it is what I consider the most um, noir film that I've seen recently. It's very noir. Like I, I get that feeling when I think of a 30s, 40s noir. That's what I get with this movie. Um, and so I was like, man, this is one that I think you might really like. I don't know, maybe you go either way. Since I read all the bad reviews, I'm going, maybe it isn't that good, but... <laughs> I, I i love it
2: anyway plots. i I love noir so i, if that's I anything know like you do but have you seen have you seen this one i have not no actually you know i what? haven't even heard of it actually I, I i found this one
0: on a blind buy and i was shocked when i was picking up the dvd and looking at it like how did i not know this exists and then it turns hmm. out great movie anyway uh the plot synopsis uh jack Grimaldi, a corrupt cop who does favors for the mafia in exchange for large fees has a loving wife natalie and adoring mistress sherry he thinks he has it all until both the cops and the mob are outwitted by a psychopathic russian female mob assassin now here's where it gets interesting you ready for the cast yes gary oldman
2: nice lena nice. olin
0: annabella unpronounceable last name scorishio Scoritio. juliette lewis Roy Scheider, Michael Wincott, Dennis Farina, James Cromwell, and Ron Perlman. Wow. This movie kicks ass. I can't believe it's got like twenty three negative on a twenty three percent rotten on tomatoes. But yeah, maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know. It just it, it appeals to me. Totally nineties noir. I mean, uh, from his his voiceover throughout the whole thing, it's it's. Freaking great! I would love to hear your opinion on it. I encourage you go rent this thing on Vudu. Two ninety nine, three bucks. That's cheaper than a trip to Canton to the Dollar Theater.
2: True, and no people talking. No yeah. people talking. And no people talking. I watch yeah. it at
0: home. Um, <clears throat> now I'm going to flip it over to Eugene for your pick of the week.
1: My pick of the week is uh, unfortunately it is not on Netflix either, so it is uh, it's going to have to be an Amazon rental. But uh, like like Eric's movie, it is worth. Every penny. Uh, In fact, I plan on buying this on Blu-ray. I've watched it twice now, and it's from 2013, so it's a new release, newer release. And uh, the movie is called Open Grave. And the director's name is Gonzalo Lopez Galergos, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's only got a couple credits. Uh, One was an eh movie called Apollo 18. Found footage movie. It was meh. Another movie, uh, I believe his first movie, was called King of the Hill, which was really, really good. Um, But Open Grave is a great movie. Great movie. And this is one that I highly recommend you go in blind, because the more you know, uh, the more it spoils it. Because the whole fun of this movie, and I love movies that are... So few are able to pull it off to where you know as little as the characters in the movie. And... As the story is unfolding and the characters in the movie are finding out what's going on, you are right there with them. It's not like you're five steps ahead of them. You're figuring things out as they are. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciated that and liked that. Um, it stars, I'm going to probably butcher his name. Uh, it's the sure guy from so District 9. We're so bad at
0: pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> no, right.
1: Yeah, the guy from A-Team and District yeah. 9. Okay. Um, <clears throat> man wakes up in a pit of bodies with no memory of who he is. And he gets pulled out, and there's this small group of people in this compound commune type thing, and bad things are happening, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And that's all I'm going to say about the actual storyline because nice. it ruins it if you okay. know. Yeah, but it's uh, very much, it, and it sounds kind of like a horror movie, but it really is not a horror movie. It's more of a suspense thriller with a couple horrorish stuff going on. But um, it's it's a well-made movie. Great acting for the most part. Um, I actually, on my show today, I did a I did a taping of my Cinema Soft underbelly, and I actually talked about this movie on there. Okay. Um, but uh, I highly recommend it, and I just thought the, it's fresh in my mind. I watched it right before I, I left for vacation, and i um, like, you know, I bet the guys over at Cinema Sidekicks would really, really dig this movie. I'll
2: check those out for sure and get them on the next episode.
3: Yeah, um, Eugene, I actually <laughs> seen Apollo 18. I wasn't that impressed by it, but I was no, I was yeah, as
0: well, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. But I did post was- a trailer for. Uh, uh, what's sorry, open grave? Open grave. Open grave. I did yeah, post a trailer grave. for that and I it looks awesome.
1: Yeah, I will yeah. check those out. That Yeah, it's it's as good as the trailer looks. It it actually it's it's not one of those where it's like, Oh man, the trailer was so much better. No, this is this is a big thumbs up.
3: I am big on like suspense thrillers and it doesn't have yeah. to be gory or anything. So I I yeah. think that's no it's not good.
1: really gory, but it's it's just a cool in fact it was one when when we were when I was done watching I'm like, I actually think my wife would have almost liked that and that's saying something because she's not into <laughs> horror stuff at all but this was i'm like this is good enough and it's suspenseful enough and you're trying to figure out what's going on the whole way through that i think that she would have dug it so I, I highly recommend it good movie
2: yeah and the last one you guys recommended that i watched was the uh, the house of the devil and that got a big thumbs up so definitely yeah. check those out and actually a couple other ones just from listening to you, you guys' shows a couple other ones that i want to watch um the taking of deborah logan i think it was you guys were talking Ooh. that one up oh, um, oh yeah. i was listening i was like I need to watch that one, Alone in the Dark. (laughs) I need to watch that one. Also, um, the original Texas Chainsaw and the Evil Dead remake. I want to watch that one because I I heard (laughs) you guys talking about that. So, those are a few other movies you know right around Halloween. You know, it passed, but those are some movies I wanted to check out as well.
0: That taking of Deborah Logan. That I mean, that was. Oh, man, that was a found footage gem right there, man. For all, for yeah, all the crappy is. found footage yeah. movies out there, that one is a freaking gem. Yeah. And the yeah. Texas Chancel Massacre is, even if you're not into horror, that's a checklist film, because then you will know what horror is when it comes yeah. to cinema. Yeah. That movie yeah. is, has not <clears> lost <throat> one ounce of scariness in however yeah. many years of its release. Yeah. It's still yeah. I, it's that, hard to watch. It's so... Freaking hardcore, and it's not—it's more psychological than it is uh, anything else. I mean, a lot of t- especially for non-horror people, I'm always looking for uh, horror movies to get people uh, adverse to horror into horror, and that is one where oh, it is so psychological because there's some gore in it, but it's—it's it's not like I don't know. Maybe Eugene, you can help me out here. It's—it's it's not like it's just blood and guts all over the place. It's not like uh, that Peter Jackson one. Uh, no,
1: no, no. no. Is, There's almost no gore in it at all. Uh, Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Uh, it's not like
0: Dead Alive. Dead yeah. Alive, I actually gave you the DVD because I watched it like three times it was like, I, I, I'm going to throw up. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I get nauseous, even though it's funny. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre is so psychological, it doesn't have any funny in it whatsoever. Lots of people no. screaming at you. Long stretches of uh, victims screaming when nothing's going. They're not being tortured or something. They're just sitting there looking at horror and just screaming like crazy. You're like, oh, it's giving me a headache. It's so hardcore. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Toby Hooper actually wanted to... uh, He was trying to make that movie a PG-rated movie. And it is the farthest thing from PG. And it's Seriously, like what Eric said, that movie doesn't have that much actual bloodshed in it, but it is one of the harsher movies I've seen. And it still holds up because it's just so dirty and raw and just grueling and they're like Eric said there's no comedy in the thing at all and at the very least even if you hate the movie it's a piece of american history it's, that movie is a it piece is. of american cinema history completely
0: um, even in the yeah. way that it's shot it's very gritty yeah. and realistic yes. and it, it it it's just so hardcore
1: yeah, that movie, along with The Exorcist, basically changed the way horror movies were made back in the early '70s. I mean, it started with George Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead in, the, in '68, but before that, I mean, all, most horror movies were the the creature feature type stuff or the you know gloomy castles. And then all of a sudden, it was this in your face, real, set right now, and evil. And ev- Texas Chainsaw Massacre it just has this feeling that you're just like this is heavy stuff here well, it, and it's it, it not feels a it's, real
0: even when leatherface yeah is running through the woods after the chick it's not like friday the 13th where you're like you still feel like you're watching a movie you're you're just involved yeah. he revs that chainsaw and you, you literally by wet yourself
1: you feel like you're watching a crazy person chasing a yeah. real yeah it's something about it is it it works and it, it Oof, anyway, it's crazy, tell
0: a derail, and we left the, the uh, non-horror uh, fans off to the wayside. But you definitely need to check that movie out. That's a check what we call a checklist film. You have yeah. to see it at least once.
2: And I, I like to hear that that it doesn't have any comedy in it because I, I prefer my horror movies without any comedy. That's just my own preference. I like it yeah. scary and bloody and no comedy. That's just me yeah, totally. personally. So
1: I can promise you there is zero, there's- and even the acting. I think the acting is very, very good in Chainsaw Massacre. It, there yeah. is no comedy in that. I was wondering it's-
3: how the acting would be because I mean that's what makes a movie great and scary and horrifying is when there's yeah. you know that those performances. That and like you guys were saying, I just like to immerse myself and go into the movie, and not not like I'm just you know watching people run around from a killer, but you know actually horrified yeah. from when he starts up the chainsaw or something. But
0: I mean, the, the, yeah. well, the, it's very natural the acting in that movie. And now that I actually am thinking back on it, you could almost argue that that borders on a found footage movie because it's like it just that fifth character hanging out mm-hmm. there watching it. And it it's yeah. it's it just feels so real the whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally I couldn't agree more. And, it, and uh,
0: unlike The Exorcist, which also has that status of one of the great game changers of the cine, of cinema of horror, I like I've seen it once, maybe twice. I have no interest in seeing it again. It, I I don't like that movie. It, it yeah. I'm not uh, besmirching its uh, filmmaking qualities or anything. I just it, uh, it's uh, I'm not comfortable watching that as entertainment texas chainsaw yeah. massacre on the other hand i still can grasp that it's a movie
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre falls into uh, this very, very small category for me of it feels more like a nightmare caught on screen. I've talked about this on my own show and I'm probably on on Movie Freaks as well, where it feels like you're watching someone's bad dream for 85 minutes versus an actual movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a, a handful of movies that are like that for me where it's like, I don't, this almost doesn't seem quite like a movie. This just seems like a very surreal bad dream that I had last night. If that even makes sense, it does make it sense, and sense. Part but... of it
0: is something that we've talked about before, where there's a li- at least a little redemption at the end. Exorcist doesn't have any redemption in my I mean, maybe a hair, but <laughs> yeah. not like the the joy you feel with uh, the end of Texas Chainsaw where Leatherface yeah. is just standing in the middle of the road pissed off, and you're, oh, you're just so, you're so, ha- you're <laughs> so happy at the end of that movie, even though all the horror that you've witnessed for 80 minutes. Anyway, gigantic frickin' derail into horror once again, <laughs> but it's that time of year, where, uh, October, yeah. November, uh, we're into horror. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, we're at 1130. Let's move into a little casting news. Just real quick, gonna touch on a couple of things that I thought might be interesting. Spin us off into interesting derail. Um, Jared Leto rumored to be cast as the Joker in Suicide Squad. DC Warner Brothers making a Suicide Squad movie. I'm sure you guys have seen the lineups for upcoming comic book movies in the next few years. There's Uh, a couple. Yeah. What do you think yeah there's a couple there's <laughs> okay. like twenty the the dam is about to freaking burst man mm-hmm.
3: until 2019. <laughs>
0: 20 summer into 2021.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. there's a
0: lot. Yeah. Hey, I'm a huge comic book fan, so for me, it's just candy. Keep throwing it at me; I'll <laughs> take it, no problem. Even the
1: ones that aren't that good. I'm, I'm I, just glad they're making it. I'm them. freaking <laughs> in. Me
0: too. But I I, I think the dam is going to burst eventually. Just wait for Marvel to throw out a hundred mm-hmm. million dollars on a piece of shit, and then it's all it's yeah. all going to break down. Yep. It's <laughs> inevitable. It, it, it,
1: it will happen. It yeah. will happen. Guaranteed. It's, it, at some point, that's going to. What happen.
3: do you guys think of the name of the new Star Wars movie? Movie.
1: I'm all in. I, 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 yeah. I don't care, man. <laughs> it could be called Star Wars Paint is Drawing on the Wall, and I'm, I'm like, in, yes, awesome maker. paint is, is drawing on the wall. Here's Obi-Wan taking yeah. a
0: shit. Is he holding a lightsaber? <laughs> yes. Here, shut up and take my money. Here's my $10. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the easiest sell in the world for me. Actually, I read a possible spoilery uh, plot synopsis. No idea if it is any sort of real. <laughs> came from some paid extra whatever. Uh, But if that plot synopsis turns out to be true, then the subtitle that they came out with is so awesome.
1: Nice. Anyway,
0: moving on. um, I know you've all been waiting with bated breath for the movie remake reimagining of the Six Million Dollar Man. Finally.
2: (laughs) Finally. Finally. About time. <laughs> Who would you cast as the $6 million man? You know, I don't think I've actually ever seen the movie, the first movie or I don't I've never seen it. I've movie, seen TV it. show. Once again, here TV, with the
0: old like, was TV I don't this I've never never seen it was seen it. Originally Lee Majors TV show. It was a TV show in the I've 90s. never seen I think
3: it. I remember the about it on their 70s show. <laughs> oh
0: god, Eugene, we're so old. <laughs> oh, I know. I used to love that <laughs> show. Me too. Me love too. that show. It's a good show. Um Yes, that that movie is moving forward, and it is Mark Wahlberg, and it's no longer the six ah. million dollar man; it's now yeah. the six billion dollar man. Of course.
1: Yeah, of course, I was going to say, like he he'll be great. Um, even even um, uh, no, oh, now I'm of course the transporter, um, Jason yeah, Statham. Jason Statham. Could, Jason Statham. I think he would have been good in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, come on, and it's who's going to replace the immortal Lee Majors? Anybody? Throw him in there. Can they kick some ass? All right, good. Now you're a cyborg. Go beat somebody up. Okay. And (laughs) next, uh, Quentin Tarantino's film, The Hateful Eight, the score, or the the cast of people has been finalized. Are you ready for this? I am ready. Are you ready for The Hateful Eight? I am ready. Sam Jackson, Kurt Russell, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Walton Goggins, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Bruce Dern, and some guy I've never heard of. Demian Bitture. Demian. And I looked up uh, his work and didn't recognize any of it. So <laughs> I had nothing to point to to go, oh, he was the guy, you know, like Walter Goggins, I can say, oh, he was the guy in Predators that was the serial killer. Remember him? He, oh, yes. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Demian
2: bitcher, uh, no idea. Anyway. That name sounds familiar. I'm going to look it up here. Right? <laughs> But but anything Quentin Tarantino leave. puts out, I am there. I, I everything he does is awesome and amazing, and he can do no wrong. Um, so I'm there for that one.
1: Oh, I can. Compl- Steve and Ty, have you guys watched um, uh, Death Proof? Because it yes. seems like that's his most uh, under nah. yep. I think that movie is brilliant. I love Death it's Proof. fantastic. Adding it to my long yeah. list yep. of movies. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: That's it. we'll forgive you yeah. that one Jaws on the other hand uh, yeah seven, that's a come uh, on yeah.
3: <laughs> I would shake
2: my head <laughs> uh, um, to, go, to go back there with Jared Leto real quick I think yeah. him playing the Joker is going to be good Um, obviously he's coming off you know the Dallas Buyers Club Oscar and all mm-hmm. that but he does seem like he would fit as playing the Joker so if that does happen that sounds like a, a good casting choice to me and I can't wait to see it and I'm ashamed to say that we, me and Ty didn't even know what the Suicide Squad was. We had to look it up that's to, see, okay. to see what it was. But the premise sounds really cool. And, that
0: that you know. would be almost the DC version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Did anybody yeah, know okay. what that was? Yeah. Just us yeah. comic nerds. And they're going, <laughs> yeah. hell, that's it. I, and my instant reaction to that, and there's still that's still rumor and talks. It's, it's not finalized with Leto. Yeah. Um, but my instant reaction was, what? Come on. But then I go, you know what? He was amazing in Dallas Buyers Club. And I, I mean, I remember back in the 80s when people were, again, I was just a kid, but I remember people being pissed about Michael Keaton being cast as Batman. I remember when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker and the internet lost its collective freaking mind. And I am not going to judge any casting just yet, especially when it's somebody who would like Leto, where it's like, you know what, that guy just won an award for acting and was just yeah. one of the best uh, actors, uh, one of the best characters I've seen in cinema in, in the last year. I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to wait to see. And, and you know, Joker, uh, uh, comic nerd derail, the Joker wasn't a part of the Suicide Squad to my knowledge. He isn't the... I mean, like, it would be a side role. Uh, Harley Quinn, his girlfriend, is a, is a member of the Suicide Squad. So... Mm-hmm he would just be a side part. So I, uh, okay, I'll watch it. You know, somebody's got to go on, you know, it, they said he, uh, no one could ever do it after Nicholson. Heath Ledger killed it. Right. Uh, oh, now, yeah. obviously yeah. he can't reprise the role. He's freaking dead. So it, we got to move on. Yeah. And you know, this is one of those things where everybody, you know, kind of gasps at that notion. And in 20 years, nobody's going to think twice about it. So yeah.
1: I think the same could apply for uh, Ben Affleck as Batman as well. I, I'm, you know, it, for me, it's like I think he's going to be good, but we'll, we'll see. But I, he, I got a lot of hate once it was announced that Affleck is going to be Batman now.
0: Yeah. yeah, insane amount of hate. And it, it, to me, it almost came across the, uh, uh, the comic dork came across as typecasting. Wait a minute, you're you're casting a a millionaire playboy as a millionaire playboy, <laughs> and everybody was like, he can't do that. I'm like, why not, like. Let him go. He, uh, did you see the town? dude's ripped his shit. Right.
3: You know? yeah. Let's see where this goes. Like, I'm I'm okay with that. I like Ben Affleck. Sure. I,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll at least give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, all the comic nerds freaking hated Man of Steel. I thought it was by far the best Superman movie ever made. Yeah. And that'll agree. get a lot of I'm on the opposite end of that. Yeah, a, the a lot of internet of rocks thrown at my head. Uh, okay, <laughs> then what, what was the better Superman movie?
2: I don't know. I, again, I, it's just... Uh, I'm not a big I, Superman fan. I guess I'm just not a big Superman fan. It's, no, he's not. too indestructible. Nothing can kill nothing him. Nothing can kill it, him. No arguments for me.
0: I don't actually like the Superman character. He's a big yeah. moron. Yeah. yeah. What was the better Superman film than Man of
2: Steel? I, I'm not sure. You got yeah, me. <laughs> nothing.
1: Yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the one with Richard Pryor. Yeah. He oh, was yeah. great. Christopher
0: Reeve, I don't
3: know. Hey,
0: Christopher Reeve played the role great. He just got stuck in some shitty movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, don't get
0: me wrong, did. I love the original Superman, but that ending is so damn dumb. It 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 undoes everything that is Superman and the mythos of Superman. Uh, oh, shit happened I don't like. I'm going to go back in time and fix it. Well, why don't you do that every time that something bad happens?
3: Yeah, agreed. Uh, don't get me of
0: super- started on that comic derail, my friend. Um, <laughs> okay.
2: Well, actually, speaking of Superman, I assumed you're in favor of Zack Snyder doing the next Batman versus Superman and all that. I mean, sure. obviously, I think you're in favor of that.
0: Sure, why not? I I, I don't see the harm in it. I, I don't know. I think you could do better. But at the same time, I really liked Man of Steel. Go for it. Let's see what you got. Put it up on the screen and show me, and then I'll make my determination. I just get so pissed off at all these comic nerds on the internet that are like, this is horrible. I can't. Zack Snyder ruined Superman. I'm like, where was he at before this? Well,
3: Do they have a better idea? I mean, why did they get Uh, so upset?
0: If it it was up to the nerds on the internet, there would never be a comic book movie ever. That's true. Because they veto everything from the get-go. They were outraged. Outraged that Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker. Yeah, and people and never of,
3: overreact on the internet.
0: Ah, oh, please, <laughs> it's so stupid. But you know, uh, uh, we've talked many times about stepping stones. You can't have Christopher Nolan's Batman without the Michael Keaton Batman and uh, starting paving the way. Yeah, and that's it, true. It's, everything is stepping stones, <laughs> and it, it is this way with Superman. Superman has always sucked, in my opinion. And now we're going to get better along the way. We see what works and what doesn't, and then we move on.
2: And then Zack Snyder's actually doing the, I mean, you guys probably know, but I just now saw it, Justice League Part 1 and Part 2 yeah. as well. So he,
0: He's, well, for now. <laughs> They're announcing all these movies like 3 in advance, 4 in advance. Yeah. You just wait till one bombs. <laughs> Marvel will be changing its tune about its 2021 plans. And DC will be changing its plans about... You know, who's making the fifth Wonder Woman movie when one of them (laughs) bombs?
2: And I found out where I remember Damien Bashir from a movie called A Better Life back in 2011. He actually got nominated for an Oscar in that one. That's the I, I knew I recognized the name from somewhere. Yeah,
3: oh, my bad.
0: What What's a Better Life? Did,
2: um, he plays a gardener in East LA, struggles to keep his son away from gangs and immigration agents while trying to give his son opportunities he never had. So
1: actually, if, was it was that a good movie? It was.
2: If what? I if I remember correctly, he like I said, he's a gardener and he like saves money to buy a truck so he can like go out and you know do his own business. And again, I, I think if I Remember it right? His truck gets stolen, and then he has to like go try to find his truck, basically. So, hmm. yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Unless anything uh, anybody has anything to add to casting news, we'll move on to recently watched. What have you guys recently watched? Anyone want to jump in?
1: Go for it, guys.
2: I will Hi. jump in with a movie called Night Moves. Now, I don't know if you guys are Night familiar moves. with um. Let me see here. Uh, Kelly Reichert's work at all. She did things like Wendy and yeah, Wendy and Lucy. Um, actually, let me pull up her whole filmography here for you, real quick. I have uh, her Night Moves.
0: That was uh, was that an '80s flick? I, no, that just came out. It um, yeah, was she, recent. Okay.
1: Yeah, Jesse Ice. Oh, this is okay. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg yeah, she, and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, she did oh, Old
2: Old oh. Joy, Wendy and Lucy, Makes Cutoff, Off, and not, now Night Moves, and this one. It's I finally came it finally came out you know on you know video on demand and stuff like that cuz I couldn't it never plays anywhere around here but um she's known for I I like her a lot like Wendy and Lucy I love that movie Meek's Cutoff is a very kind of different take on a western it's v- it very, talked about it on it's Film very Spotting. slow yeah uh, like if you watch any of her movies they're very slow and very deliberately paced Um, Eric what's the line that you have that it's something like one man or one person's slow burn is another one man's hell ban- yeah
0: one person's slow burn is another man's boring as shit
2: yeah <laughs> and and that's that's her I mean she goes very slow very deliberately paced but for me I've always loved these movies and and Night Moves um, is about a group of eco Terrace again Jesse Eisenberg Dakota Fanning and Peter Sarsgaard they kind of get together to blow up this dam and um after they blow up the dam there's some unforeseen uh, consequences that happen and then it kind of turns into this again very kind of slow paced uh thriller type movie and I I quite enjoyed it and again I like all her work and you know it's currently on Amazon you can watch it on there and uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you guys talked about the double on your show, and you didn't really like it, so I don't know. Maybe this movie would uh, redeem Jesse Eisenberg a little bit for you guys, but um, I really enjoyed I thought he did a great job. Again, it's very slow-paced, slow-moving, but um, again, uh, her type of movies, I love these type of movies. So. I remember watching the trailer for this, and it, it did look like a good movie, and uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan
0: of Peter uh, Sarsgaard. Yeah. I'll watch just yeah. about anything that guy's in. Yeah.
2: And, like, there's a scene, like, when they go to blow up the dam, I mean, it's, you know, in most movies, it would be, like, you know, this very kind of high-paced, you know, action scene, but it's just this real slow, creeping uh you know scene it's just it plays out so very beautifully and and towards end again it does take a twist towards the end which i didn't really see coming that much because again i didn't try to read up too much on it because i wanted to kind of be surprised but it does take a nice little twist after they blow up the dam and there's some unforeseen consequences and yeah it's well written well acted it's it's i i liked it quite a bit yeah
1: I'm surprised with – so obviously that it, it got a theatrical release. I'm surprised that uh, – I, I haven't heard of it. But that, those are some big stars in that yeah. thing, and it sounds really good. Yeah. And normally the biggest
2: star that she – that Kelly could I, I really works with is um, uh, uh, Williams. What's her name, Williams? Um, Michelle. Michelle Williams. She did Wendy and Lucy. Mm. And um, the other uh, Western movie, uh, Meeks Cut Off. So, but yeah, this one, you know, she has kind of a nice big cast of stars. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. But just you know, no going in, it's going to be very slow and deliberately paced. But mm-hmm.
1: gotcha.
3: Well. I guess uh, I, I watched this fairly recently. I, I don't know if uh, you heard about it on the show, but it's called Out of the Furnace, directed by Scott Cooper. Oh! Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Christian Bale, Woody Harrelson, Casey Affleck, William Dafoe, and Forrest Whitaker, just to name a few. Um, basically, Casey Affleck's character, he's done serving in Iraq, so he's home, he's kind of bored, he gets in mixed up with the wrong crowd, gambling debts, he has to pay off, so... He gets in this dangerous crime ring and starts fighting people, um, and then next thing you know, he disappears. Uh, Christian Bale is trying to find out what's going on, and there's just really the cops are corrupt, and it's it's they're dirty cops, and you just there's no justice. So Christian Bale just takes uh, matters into his own hands. It's very dark. It's um, it's about an abandoned mill town, old mill town back in the like the steel. Steel Mill era, and uh, I thought just all did a great job at their... All the characters, all the actors did a great job at their roles. Uh, It's, you know, it's nothing flashy, but, you know, it's gritty, it's genuine, it's real. I thought they played their parts with conviction. There was some motivation there, and it was very gripping, raw, gritty, like I said, nothing you know uh better than like a a strong family uh and theme in this movie and there's also broken dreams there's struggles Struggle to make a living, um, you know, drugs, justice. It frankly, all that
0: sounds stuff. kind of depressing. I, seriously, <laughs> should, I, should I watch this movie or not,
3: Ty? No, I I liked it actually. You know, it's, it's kind of. It's, it sounds like
0: the weakest of thumbs up you're giving me. You're like, yeah, you should watch it. But <laughs> <Give me, come laughs> on, have are to... you sell it or not? Uh, should I watch this thing or should I just like
3: put it on the back burner? Well, it's definitely not a feel good movie. I'll tell you that. But so if you're looking for a feel-good movie, you're gonna be disappointed. But it's definitely a strong I'm never looking for a
0: feel-good movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well then, you'll love it. I mean, I I really liked it. It's it's like a good violent tough guy movie, but it's it's also like raw and and just I I like the ending. I thought it was something that kind of sticks with you because just the way it ended. I you know I can't give too much away, but I I thought it was. You know, it was good. I, I okay. think you stuff like solid movie. And I think um, that's one
0: that me and Eugene have been kicking back and forth of uh, debating we have about. Been. Am I going to put it on this week's roulette or next week's?
1: Yep. <laughs> because oh, one of us is going to oh, have to
0: dive on that grenade.
1: Yeah, it, 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 I know. It, and, and the only the only reason that I haven't is because I'm like, oh, this is going to be so. Yeah, he's going to make me. He's going to pay me back for this. <laughs> yeah,
3: but I definitely recommend it. And uh, actually, Steve's brother Maynard recommended it to us, and that's yeah. how I heard of it.
2: It's gotten good reviews. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I wouldn't say it's anything great, but it's it's a good movie. Definitely watchable. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Eugene, um, I'm. I'm gonna to touch on um I I've been wanting to watch to rewatch this movie for the longest time and uh, I actually imported this movie from Germany um, because they, it doesn't have a, a U.S. release on Blu-ray and I like to collect my Blu-rays so I got James Gunn's Slither from 2006.
2: Nice, I like that movie.
1: That's not on Blu-ray. A, a good. No, there, there's no American release for some reason or another. Yeah, wait
0: wait till Guardians glad to hear of the, the Galaxy comes out on Blu-ray. Then uh, you'll find the box set of James yeah. Gunn all over the place.
1: Yeah, uh, but Steve, it's good to hear that you've yep. seen it. Ty, have you watched this movie? I have movie? not. It's, I think I've heard of it. it. It's good. It's it's more it's more played for laughs. It's kind of a, a it's, really black it's comedy, comedy type thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah comedy horror, but uh, James Gunn, and it's like you can see... Especially after watching Guardians of the Galaxy, you can see the humor that's in Guardians. It is in Slither as well. Um, and Nathan Fillion is great in anything. He's such a cool actor. Agreed. Uh, and it, for some reason, he seems like the, the characters that he portrays on movies and TV shows, it just seems like that's what he would probably really be like in real life. Uh, he's just fun to watch. I, I get a kick out of him. And Elizabeth Banks is in this, and that's all I'm going to say. She's in this movie, and that's enough, <laughs> and that's enough reason to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, but it's it's funny. It's kind of gross. Uh, but not in a, in a. this is so gross, I don't want to, you know, it's, it's not like horrific gross. It's just... Silly gross. James Gunn. Yeah, silly gross. James Gunn comes from the school of trauma, and I'm a huge... Uh, defender and fan of Troma even though they put out a lot of garbage but they are true <laughs> independent filmmakers from New York and, uh, and that's where he got his start and a lot of people kind of like Roger Corman's company back in the 80s that's where a lot of these big Big directors, big actors get their start uh, is on the in, in these small companies like Troma and Roger Corman stuff, and even Sci-Fi Channel stuff. Uh, they they have to get their start somewhere. And James Gunn got to start here. And um, and he, what's cool about James Gunn is that he pays. Um, it, he it's not like Troma is his dirty secret that he doesn't want to talk about. Like so many so many of the big actors, you know, or, or directors or whatever. Oh, we don't want to talk about that low budget. Trash that we made, whatever. He embraces the fact that he was a part of trauma, and he, he, you know, worked for nothing, and you know, got paid shit. I love that. I think that's great. And now, look, he he has the biggest movie of the year. He is now officially a list director. Yeah, and and Slither it bombed, but it does have a cult following, and it's it holds up very well for a movie that's it's uh, eight years old now, Um, but. I think that people are going to probably rediscover that because James Gunn is now a, a hot property, and um, it's a good movie. It holds up well. It's not fantastic. It's not the best thing ever, but it's a good way to kill 90 yeah. minutes. Yeah. So, I watched that
2: in theaters when it first came out. I've only seen it the one time. But oh, nice. I, I nice. remember it was very enjoyable. I, I need to watch it again because, like I said, I just saw the one time actually in theaters. So.
3: I feel like I remember seeing the cover, just a bunch of these little, like, thousands of these snakes
1: <laughs> or leeches yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah. they are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it feels like a a, a it, it the movie is by no means a huge budget, but it feels like a a studio made bigger budget version of of what Troma would have tried to do. <laughs>
0: I, I agree, and I, um, I dig the movie, and it gets better every single time that I've watched it. I, I like it more, and it it yeah. has an actor in it that uh, will be a part of a topic that we're going to be introducing soon called. Actors who would be in every movie we make, and that would be Michael Rooker. I absolutely <laughs> oh, love Michael Rooker. He's one of those guys that I just yeah. love. Anything he's in, uh, good role, bad role, it doesn't matter. I, I can't take my eyes off yeah. the dude. I, I He's great.
1: And he's such a gross... He's so gross he's in horrible. this movie, too. Oh, <laughs> man. But
0: anyway... Okay, uh, I have one more thing to add and that is Marvel's Avengers Assemble Season 1 because I watch all the comic uh, comic book cartoon dork crap with my kids because I gotta have <laughs> something to watch because I ain't watching that Barney bullshit. No kids, <laughs> here's Avengers in anime. Uh, so anyway, this season uh, season 1 was it was good. Again, they're reinventing the show. I don't know why. There's so many uh, Marvel's Avengers uh, shows on there. On Netflix. I don't know why they got I I don't know why there's 15 of them. I, I, anyway. This is a good season. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was quite as good as um, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, another Avengers show cartoon. Uh, but it was still very enjoyable. That's all I'm going to talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, cinema sidekicks. What have you been watching with your kids? What bullshit have you been having to sit through? <sighs> Well, oh, wait. We watch whatever the hell we want because we're single and don't have kids. <laughs> do that's true. That's true. We <laughs> do what we want.
3: I want to see Interstellar. That's that's got to be yes. on my list.
1: That's, yeah, I think that's probably yeah. big for all of us. Yeah. Um, are you guys going? Are you guys planning on uh, seeing that at the uh, XD <sighs> theater yeah, up to the XD theater. Okay,
2: that's I, the plan. If I can find the nerve to go up there. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: time, yeah. the money,
2: the nerve. The nerve I hear, that's, uh, I, honestly, I'm like
0: almost scared to go to the theater. I hear the 70 millimeter print, the the IMAX version is oh. mind blowing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, and and here's here's the thing. We're gonna be at Disney World on Monday, and there's a 70 millimeter IMAX uh, up in that complex somewhere that is more than likely showing that because they showed a dark night so i'm guessing they are showing that but there is no way i can get away for three and a half hours Ah,
0: good all right (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) all right well unless you guys have anything else to add we're going to wrap up this huge double pod episode
2: all good here. I'm good. All good.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can get a hold of the movie freaks at moviefreakspod at yahoo dot com. We are obviously on YouTube, youtube dot com backslash moviefreakspod show. We will be soon be shifting to iTunes, um, but we will obviously uh, announcement for that. Uh, Cinemasidekicks dot com. Cinema Sidekicks on iTunes. Cinema Soft Underbelly Eugene's show with uh, gore, exploitation, the criminally underseen uh the very 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 niche of cinema check that out also on itunes feed burner that's gonna wrap it up for this episode everybody say goodbye 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 (laughs) see you guys see ya